I feel like it's something that's so commonly said, but it's just not, it doesn't get through that, you know, that like people post online the best parts of themselves, you know what I mean? And the best part that they want to have others judge them by when really like it's, it's more important that you are willing to acknowledge your failures and acknowledge the fact that you're fucking human. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Jasmine Q, and I'm excited to announce that today's episode is with my wonderfully talented girlfriend, Carrie Cronin. She is a digital and film photographer born and raised in Georgia. She graduated from the Savannah College of Art and Design with a degree in photography, and she currently lives with yours truly in Austin, Texas. Today, we are talking a lot about the importance of reflecting back on your own artist's journey and not comparing it to others. We also talk a little bit about how Carrie is currently overcoming creative burnout, how being your own worst critic sucks, and how art school affected her own view of her work post-graduation. I think you guys will find this episode super helpful and super relatable, so I hope you stay tuned and let's get it started. Welcome back to another episode of For Creativity's Sake. Today on the podcast, I have my beautiful girlfriend, Carrie Cronin. That's me. How are you doing today, babe? I'm doing well. You doing well? Yeah. Have you had a good day? Decent. Decent day? decent. A decent work day? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. All right, well, let's hop right into the conversation. But first of all, I would like for the people to know, what title would you give yourself? Hmm, I am a photographer, mm-hmm. um, a digital printer, um, an archivist, um, <laughs> a dog mom i'm a dog mom um yeah all I of think, the above uh, yeah i think that sums it up yeah another question for you how many times in the last month or so have you changed your instagram bio why you gotta call <laughs> me out like that did you guys what i got it I'm, i just i gotta go i just i just had to start it off with that because only because i feel like it is very representative of the transformation Mm. that you have gone through. So as people know, you know, on Instagram, Mm -hmm. we tend to want to write in our Instagram bio, I'm a videographer, I'm a photographer, I do this or I do that. You know, your Instagram bio is a place where people can get to know like a little snippet about you. And I think it's very, very intriguing to see how many times in like the last (laughs) month I've gone on your Instagram profile. Wow. And your bio has changed called me out i'm i think it's great though you're rude (laughs) no i think it's great because it shows that you are you're you are going through this kind of transformative period is that correct do you feel that way i suppose yeah i suppose yeah because i i you know i've seen that your title on instagram has gone from here's here's what's really interesting it's like it's it really is imperative to like how much you've grown over the last Mm -hmm. or how much you've you've come to realize over the last like couple months because do tell babe i will tell here we go here's my analyzing ready so i would say like four or five months ago your instagram bio said creative sometimes yeah that's true 
And now your Instagram bio has reverted back to saying that you are a photographer, mm -hmm. digital and film, and an archivist. Is that how you say it? I was about to say I archive. think that's how you say it. Is it, it archivist or archivist? It depends Archivist on. sounds cooler, honestly. <laughs> so... But that's actually not what it says anymore. It doesn't say that. Oh, see, it changed again, guys. <laughs> what does it say now? It hasn't said that in, a, in like a month. What does it say now? Lover of cool stuff. Is that it, though? Digital and film photographer and lover of cool stuff. And lover of cool stuff. There we go. And a gay flag and a little... <laughs> and a little thing emoji. <laughs> yeah. Little hand emoji. So that's my favorite. So I, I really, really want to delve into why you think that that, you know what prompted that that change of even your bio because i feel mm -hmm. like the title creative sometimes is a little bit rude to yourself in a way you know <laughs> yeah i guess so what was your what was your mind what was your mindset when you had that as your instagram bio um not good <laughs> <laughs> not no. good so what were you for you feeling though like why did you say you were only why did you drop calling yourself a photographer because i feel like that's exactly what you did for a yeah. really long portion of time you quit calling yourself a photographer yeah i mean it, it definitely was like a slow buildup of things of things yeah it took to get to a point where I was like, oh, I'm only creative sometimes. Like that was a, like a years long mm -hmm. struggle. And that title, I guess, would, would have been the culmination of it. Yeah. So what, what prompted, can you talk a little bit more about the struggle that you went through during that portion of time? So let's call that era creative sometimes carry era <laughs> okay <laughs> so you know well because you know recently on instagram you posted a really really long mm -hmm. instagram story detailing your journey as an artist and kind of like how your photographs detailed like specific times in your life of how you were feeling and how you were feeling about yourself and how you were feeling about photography mm -hmm. and i know that you got a lot of responses from that instagram story so can you talk a little bit about you know that journey i know that's a pretty big question <laughs> to ask you but i mean i guess yeah. you know starting in the beginning i guess the question i'll ask you is why did you choose to put that story out there to everyone yeah um that came from an inspirational like moment mm -hmm. that i had you know where i I guess a little bit of background is that I started photography in high school. I fell in love with it, started doing a 35 film mm -hmm. camera was my first camera. Mm -hmm. um, and just really fell in love with it and decided that I wanted to go to school for photography and just really dive headfirst into it, even though back then everybody was like, oh, you're going to go to art school. Like, oh, what are you going to do? The classic response. The classic responses. Yeah. Um, and back then, it those responses fueled me and mm -hmm. being like, well, I'm going to show you. Yeah. I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be something. something. Right. Um, so, yeah. So then I graduated high school and I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia for photography. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where... <laughs> the roller coaster started. So truly, roller coaster started when yes. you entered 
art school. Yes. For college. Um, yeah. Going into art school, everybody told me like, oh, it's going to be so hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you're not going to have anything to do as a job afterwards. And it's also really hard. Right. And I was like, well, you know, I feel like I can take both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, me being my little 17 year old naive self rebellious for you ain't like little if angsty. that's what you want to call it i <laughs> don't think that's what it was yeah. um i really just felt like i wasn't passionate about anything else um i was always good at school you know made good grades and everything but i never felt passionate about any subject right. except for having a camera in my hand and you know getting in the dark room and learning how to develop film like I was super excited for all of that Mm -hmm. um so I got to art school and you know the first couple years were rough like it they weren't lying when they said that shit's hard (laughs) (laughs) that shit's horrible Um, but you know I I kept going because you know as a freshman and sophomore in college it was like well I'm not really doing like my deep classwork yet like I still am just doing all of the um intro classes and stuff and when i get into my courses it'll Mm -hmm. be better and it did it definitely did once i finally found my stride you know i was making art consistently making photographs finding my quote-unquote aesthetic Mm -hmm. um things started to change but it was also interesting to see looking back like going making that instagram story i was able to really digest my phases of my artwork Mm -hmm. and how it really reflected what was going on in my life at the time and how I was feeling and everything um and even now it's still continuing and I'm just making more and more realizations of okay what is like what does this period like mean like Mm -hmm. really reflecting on how's my mental health how's you know how's everything else um but I made this Instagram story to kind of just make it more public, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think that the artist's journey, the good and the bad stuff, is something that is very hidden. It's not really talked about, and especially not talked about particularly with people that go to art school. Because I feel like art school is a whole different realm as far as creativity um than you know being like an organically grown artist yeah. like i would consider you <laughs> what do you mean by organically Orga- grown doesn't that sound so nice that actually sounds yeah i'm about grown. to use that in my instagram bio I'm it's an, like <laughs> i am artificial you are organic yeah so what do you so what do you mean by an organically grown artist versus a, an artist who kind of had to yeah. grow in art school self-taught is what i mean by that like okay. you are self-taught mm-hmm. i am quote-unquote classically trained I guess is what you could say like I went to school and you taught yourself Mm -hmm. um so the like the people that I know that went to art school Mm -hmm. are trained in you know a very specific mindset as far as what creativity and what growth as an artist means being very vague so far but (laughs) no 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 i mean i'm i'm listening i'm listening yeah so i really just wanted to like i was having these realizations and i just you know wanted to put it out there and i thought 
you know, I was looking through my Instagram. I, I've had Instagram since like my sophomore year of college. So mm-hmm. it's a really kind of detailed timeline of mm-hmm. my growth as an artist. Um, what was one of the, what was a big realization that you made? Cause you're saying that you made like realizations mm-hmm. and you're figuring stuff out. What would, would you say that there was a very pivotal realization that you made from looking at all your past artwork and making that kind of Instagram story timeline? Yeah, I would say that it's the biggest realization I had is just that art school has a lot of pros, Mm -hmm. but the biggest con for it was that it taught me to not like my art. And it taught me to be so self-critical that I burned myself out and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel creative anymore I was only creative sometimes right you know so it's like I just went through this long period of you know I was making art through my four years of college I was making art uh, around you know what was happening in my life so around my breakup of my long-term relationship of my friend passing away of good things of you know gay marriage being passed like I made a post about that about Mm -hmm. Other things, like the Pulse nightclub shooting, I made a post about that. And Mm -hmm. it was interesting to go through that time and see, like, okay, this is when I started to transition into things. Yeah. Um, So in the beginning, it was my posts that I made on Instagram specifically were very much like, okay, I I am an artist. Mm -hmm. I'm a photographer. I want people to see my work. So I treated Instagram like a portfolio, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of just starting out artists really do. And that's mm-hmm. what we kind of think we should do, you know, like right. this is a platform that we need to gain followers in. We need everybody to see how cool we are. We yeah. want to present ourselves as good, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I was that way. I wanted to post my photographs. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to post anything about myself. It was very surface level. Man, I hate that. That's I know. A, that's a whole nother. I feel like that's a whole nother topic that we can delve into maybe a little bit later. I don't yeah. want to get off track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep going. But it, at the same time, I thought it was surface level. But when I really like looked back at it, I was like, wow, this is, you know, just such transition periods. Mm-hmm. So it started out as, you know, trying to, this is what I made. Look at how pretty it is type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then as I got more through school, things started to transition, like, okay, this is, you know, me figuring out like dark room processes type Mm -hmm. thing. This is a print that I made in the dark room or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then as I got more into my like, uh, upper level courses in college, I started making work about personal things and things happening in my life. And, um, as critical as I was about my work. I was making good work that I deemed not good. Why did you deem it not good? Because it wasn't art school good. And what exactly is art school good? Art school teaches you to be so critical about every aspect of your work. Literally, we don't, we don't have tests mm-hmm. in art school. We had critiques. And if you couldn't take your critique, then you're not, a good artist like mm-hmm. if you but meanwhile like you put up your work that you spent <laughs> hours on and somebody's yeah. like 
that sucks that shit hurts (laughs) yeah it's really shitty but a good thing is that is it takes a tough skin yeah to get through art school which i really you know i'm happy that i Mm -hmm. was able to you know toughen up in that sense Mm -hmm. and you know be able to take criticism about my work and about like me personally indirectly Mm -hmm. um but at the same time you put up your work and somebody's gonna nitpick every little thing that's wrong with it Mm -hmm. and that's just how it is so that's how my mind thought about everything and it's funny because when I looked back at it I was thinking like like this is what my aesthetic is like I grew into an aesthetic of you know bright colors and night photography that's what Mm -hmm. my aesthetic turned into and that was another um another point that I was trying to make in that long Instagram story that I made about this subject was that you know I once I started making work that started getting praise it was like okay well now people aren't criticizing my work they're praising it Mm -hmm. so I need to keep making that same type of work and this is the box that I'm in and this is what I do and I can't do anything else yeah you know what I mean like or else it's not it's not good if I deviate from it yeah and that was really hard to come out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm just now starting to come out of that mindset. Yeah. And that was the biggest catalyst is that I wanted to share that and be like, well, if I'm having these realizations, I'm sure other people are too. Right. Um, so that was one of the big things that I, that drove me to post these stories and go through my Instagram was that, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry. That's totally <laughs> fine. No, so going through your, you know, your timeline and and seeing all the work that you've posted, you know, and being able to look back at that and realizing that like you are able as an artist to make transformations and to change. I mean, that's what it sounds like is that, you know, you obviously going through school and before school and post school, you know, you've had a lot of different work pieces that you've made and Mm -hmm. I think that you talking right now about how when you did start to get praise for your night photography which by the way is really awesome guys (laughs) if you haven't seen her night photography it is really cool and it is really amazing pieces of work but then kind of getting all that praise for that and feeling put inside Mm -hmm. of a box it seems as if there was a, a mounting pressure that you felt like did you just feel like you couldn't live up to that pressure of like creating that same work or you you felt is that how you felt yeah it was like once I found myself in that box I really did enjoy making that work and it meant a lot to me Mm -hmm. but at some point something just kind of tipped over where I was like okay well I have made what I've made I think I've brought it to the point that it can't go any further like I can only make so many images that look Mm-hmm. pretty much the same yeah um and that was a hard realization because when i realized that i was you know at the end of that particular mm-hmm. work that i was making i it was like what else can i do yeah it's like i've built my name as being this is the type of work i make mm-hmm. and there's nothing else mm-hmm. and 
once I graduated school, it was kind of the culmination both of, you know, my work was at that point of being praised. Like my, my photo was the one for the cover of our senior exhibition. Mm -hmm. I, you know, had a giant print up in the photo building. Like it was a lot. And a lot of people knew me by what I made. And it it was like that for every student. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we've had a conversation before about, you know, you, each person has like their picture. Mm -hmm. You found your picture. And it was like that one image that, you know, represented you, represented your work was like the overall image Mm -hmm. that people should know you by. Mm -hmm. Well, I had found that image very kind of early. And then what else was I supposed to do? (laughs) You know what I mean? Now what? And it was like, at the same time, I had all of these other like personal things happening, just like life things that were happening. And it got to the point where I felt a really depressed. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Mental health in the trash. Mental health in the garbage. In the garbage. (laughs) I was graduating college, Mm -hmm. no job, no like I had a summer internship, but that was like, once that ended, it was like, I didn't really have any prospects. Um, the only other option that I had was to move back home and went in mm-hmm. with my parents and try to find a job yeah. that would somehow match these really specified skills that I had made into that had come from me being in the box that I had put myself in. Yeah. Um, so I was really lost for a really long time. And when I graduated high school, I honestly, I didn't pick up a camera for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I know. I was there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what, why did you, because after all that, you made all this amazing work, you have all this praise, you have, you know, you went, you made it through art school. So yeah. why my, yeah, my question was like, I think I couldn't understand like, why you just wanted to drop it Mm -hmm. like you it seemed as if you wanted to drop photography altogether and it seemed as if you had lost all confidence in the fact that you were even good at photography right why did you why did you lose that confidence that you were good at photography I think it was because one like I said before mental health in the trash (laughs) (laughs) depression is real yeah um and two you know when you lose so like art school is such a bubble Mm -hmm. it is the biggest bubble ever yeah because everybody around you is doing the same thing we're going to do the same like processes same just savannah is tiny in itself too Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're in a big city where there's a campus like all of the city of savannah is scad's campus Mm -hmm. so like it's both metaphorically and physically a bubble. Mm-hmm. And when you lose that bubble, when you lose all of these people that, you know, know what it's like to be in the same situation that you are, it's really hard to find the motivation to want to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was part of it. Like I just had lost the motivation. I had lost, you know, I didn't have deadlines. I didn't have critiques coming up. I didn't need a portfolio. I didn't need all of this, do all of this. Why didn't you want to do it for fun? Because it wasn't fun anymore. So art school killed all the the, fun of it. The pressure of needing to make, having to make work. Like there was no other reason for me to be there except for making work. Mm -hmm. 
And once that was over, once I didn't have like the pressure of like, okay, well, I have to get good grades. It was like all the air in my balloon just was deflated, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just let out. Yeah. Um, And I think it was because I wasn't able to breathe. You know, it was so go, 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 go in your box, though. Don't go out of your box. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was almost like I was bouncing off the walls of this little box with nowhere to go Mm -hmm. to the point where I gave myself a concussion. Basically, like I, you know, just didn't I was burnt out. I was burnt out. I didn't think it was fun anymore. I didn't want to make the same work over and over again and because I didn't want to make that same work but also didn't know that I had the ability to make different work because Mm -hmm. I was told I didn't have the ability to make different work so people literally told you like no Carrie you can't make different work or was that in your head it was both Uh it was both I remember this one project that I did I think it was my junior year Mm -hmm. and I tried to go out of my box a little bit. I tried to make documentary style photos where I did like all of this research into this one area of town and I documented the buildings. I thought for a hot minute I wanted to do architecture photography. Yeah. Um, I did all of this research, all of, you know, just really dove head first into it. And then when the, quarter was over and I had my final project I absolutely hated it why because I one I didn't think it was good because I was so I I didn't think it was good because I didn't have the skills Mm -hmm. that I thought I should have had but it was because I hadn't done that type of photography before so obviously it takes practice I just hadn't had the practice Mm -hmm. but I was at a point in my college career where I was like well if I don't have the skills to do it now then I'm just not good at it and I shouldn't do it type thing (laughs) that's such a horrible mindset it is it really is but when you are on such a timeline Mm -hmm. of school you know, there's no other time to be like, okay, well, I'm going to practice this. You know what I mean? So you felt like after you left school, you didn't feel like you're, you were going to have the liberty to just explore and practice photography after that? You just felt like, all right, I got to do everything while I'm in school. And then after I get out of school, that's it. No, it was mostly because I was just so tired. Mm-hmm. You know, I was tired of having, it felt like, it felt forced by the end of my senior year, it felt that work I was making was forced and I didn't enjoy it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm like completely shitting on art school right now, but I really did love it. And yeah. I think that it is for some people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they don't tell you at the end. They don't, they're not like, oh, well, you know, here's a support system for after college. They tell you that, mm-hmm. but it's not anything real well what i think is very you know it kind of affects artists you know whether you have gone to art school or whether Mm -hmm. you are or on and wow i can't speak either (laughs) whether you have gone to art school or whether you are an organically grown artist as you call it i feel like those themes kind of 
are very invasive Mm -hmm. in an artist's mind. So I know that two things that I'm hearing you kind of hit on are burnout, which Mm -hmm. is a really big one for even if you didn't go to art school, I know a lot of people, myself included, we, I have a different kind of burnout. You know, I do this as my, I do this as my everyday job. I'm a creative entrepreneur. That's the title that, you know, people Mm -hmm. would give me. And so we all have this sense of like, artists can easily get burnt out. And then on the other hand, you have artists are also like their own worst critic naturally. And then on top of that, you had to deal with art school already critiquing you on top of your own mind critiquing you, which is like a problem that we all have. Yeah. So I really, really want to know, like watching you now, and I feel like you are definitely kind of slowly growing out of that. How have you been able to First, let's, I guess let's address the burnout first. How have you been able to address like the photography burnout and how have you yeah. been able to come out from like, holy shit, I don't want to do photo anymore because that's some serious burnout levels because mm-hmm. I get burned out and I'm like, oh my God, I want to take a nap right now and I want to <laughs> like, and I want to just not edit anything yeah. for like a week. But like you were on some shit where I was like, damn, this girl does not even want to take a photo ever again in her life. You know what well, I that's mean? That's a little dramatic. But. <laughs> well, you know, for for drama's sake, no. But but yeah, how did how did you feel like you could get out of that that burnout? Because I'm I'm seeing you kind of get out of it now. Yeah. How did you? It just took a really. It took years. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I think it also took. You know, I went through phases of like, okay, well, if I'm not, if I don't make work. If I'm not actively making work, I can't call myself a photographer. And I know that, I know now that that's like really negative self-talk and like Mm -hmm. it's really detrimental. But I mean, at the time, there's no other thought process, you know, Mm -hmm. like if you're not making work, then how are you a photographer? Mm -hmm. Or if you're not constantly shooting, you know, how can you call yourself an artist or something like that? You know what I'm saying? But it's like. I went back and forth a lot. I was like, okay, well, if I'm not, you know, photography isn't fun for me anymore. So maybe I should do something else for a little bit. So I got really into spoken word for a long time. And then I started doing um, embroidery and cross stitch after I kind of dropped poetry. Like it was just trying to find something to fill that gap of like I need to create but I don't have the energy to create in the way that I originally like taught myself yeah. or originally was taught yeah so I can't draw I can't paint you know they say <laughs> like that a, takes practice too but yeah. I legit you it, just can't yeah. I just can't <laughs> um, I, I can't play an instrument I can't yeah. sing I can't do any of that yeah I have tried I know the comments will be like, well, you just need to try. No, I have tried. She has tried to sing, y'all. It is, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm you're just not kidding. wrong. <laughs> you would know. Just, yeah. But um, just nothing else came as like naturally and as fun as mm-hmm. photography. And when I lost that, I felt just, you know, empty. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I had wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars on school and for a degree that I couldn't get a job Mm -hmm. in and you know it just was a lot and I think I mean a big part of it was obviously you 
-hmm. you know, obviously finding somebody that, or you, and then our, eventually like our group of people that we've come to, you know, hang around Mm -hmm. of people that, you know, were, had a completely different creative journey than me that were organically grown. Organically grown artists. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Cause that is such a whole different world than me to not, cause I watched you like create and really learn how to do all these different things. And you were really excited about it and really passionate about it. And it reminded me a lot of when I was first getting into photography. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of reflected on that and being like, okay, well, why did I lose that? At what point along the timeline did I lose that? And mm-hmm. you know, why? Yeah. And it just was a combination of everything, just life things and school and all of that good stuff. But it seemed to be a common thread, especially once I posted like this long post about the specific journey of mine of not of going months without picking up a camera or not wanting to and, you know, going through all these other different creative avenues, but just not it didn't really hit anywhere. Um I got so many responses from people that I went to school with being like, oh my God, I have felt this exact same way mm-hmm. for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. How did you come out of it? How did you, you know, it's so comforting. I got so many messages saying that's so comforting that I'm not alone and feeling this way. I felt a lot of it was guilt. You yeah. know, I felt guilty that I wasn't making work. I felt guilty that I had spent money on something stupid. I had, you know, all this good stuff, bad stuff, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. But I got a lot of those messages that pretty much said the same thing. And it was really eye opening that we all had the same experience. Mm-hmm. And even people that I really thought were, you know, we're slaying it. We're slaying it. You know, yep. social media is such a, a, such a mask. Facade. But really people I thought were really killing it, people that, you know, moved straight to New York or L.A. right after college and got a job at a studio and have Mm. been um, making, constantly shooting, making work and doing all this stuff. It was, or owning their own businesses. Like I had a really, I have a really good friend of mine who started a business right after school, was extremely successful. just had a baby as cutest little boy ever um him and his girlfriend both went to scad with me they were a year ahead of me shout out harrison and taylor i love you guys <laughs> um but they both started these businesses and yet they felt the same way as i did where you know i had that burnt they had that burnout feeling um harrison messaged me and was like hey i felt the same way like how do you how did you find yourself picking up a camera again? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people were probably asked that too. For me, it was a lot of just going through it, just going through the shit, going, I had to go to therapy. I had to, you know, really get my mental health on track mm-hmm. for me to want to go back into it. So there wasn't like this one shining moment where you were like, fuck yeah, I want to pick up a camera. It just was like a, you had to do this, you had to do this, you had to do this in order to want to pick up a camera. Because I remember I begged you so Mm -hmm. hard. I know, you wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. I wouldn't leave you alone because I was, (laughs) it, it, 
it was so incredibly sad to see. Yeah. And at the same time, it like didn't make any sense to me, obviously, because like I'm not coming from an art school Mm -hmm. background. So I wouldn't know that feeling of that type of burnout. But I was like so confused, you know, watching you just like not want to do it at all. Like even if you had a camera in front of you, I was like, I was like, Carrie, you literally have a Sony A7R2 at your disposal laying in front of you and you're telling me you you don't want to touch it. Yeah. And I I bought that camera in in hopes to in hopes of finding that motivation again Mm -hmm. and it really just did not do anything yeah um and i think at that point when i realized that where i was like okay well i just spent two grand on this camera and Mm -hmm. i still don't want to do anything like Mm -hmm. that was a catalyst for me to be like all right well i need to really figure something out um but still, it was like I'd spent more money on more cameras and it just didn't bring that motivation back. I think a lot of it came back from watching you kind of just go through your artist journey as well, mm-hmm. trying to figure out moving to Austin, starting from the ground up, trying to figure out like, okay, what am I going to do to make money? Mm-hmm. I think that was a big part of it. I, um, that was a big part of you coming back into photography yeah. or is that was a part because I, I sometimes felt like that was a part of you falling more and more into this hole. It was both, honestly. Because I was like, I almost felt bad sometimes because I was like, yeah. I, I want to go out and shoot and I'm having a lot of fun just going out and shooting because that's all I've ever known mm-hmm. is like exploration. That it was fun. Yeah, because I've, right. I've always treated it as fun. And even though I, did, I have turned it into a business now, you know, there, there were times in my business where I was like, shit, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, yeah. there's always times like that. But I think because I didn't have to go through that rigorous, like, mm-hmm. people just shitting on you constantly and the pressure to just, like, create this work that was so meaningful and impactful. Right. You know, I didn't have that pressure. So I was always free to explore. I could do whatever I wanted with my videos. I could do mm-hmm. whatever I wanted with my photos. I could change the colors however I wanted. I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? Yeah. So. I thought it was, yeah, really interesting how I, I never lost that exploration because I was always given, there was no one telling me that there was I no one telling you that it was wrong. Yeah. There was no yes. one telling me that it was wrong to explore. Yes. And that I think is the biggest downfall downside to going to art school is that there's always someone there to tell you like, you shouldn't do it this way. This is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. This is the traditional way of editing of printing of taking a photo of composition Mm of all of that stuff and it was like it was like I kind of wiggled out of that Mm -hmm. to the point where I was like okay well you say that but my work is night photography with gelled lights like that's Mm -hmm. my thing and Mm -hmm. so once that was like accepted is when I found myself stuck yeah you know and I couldn't I couldn't explore it's like okay well I Everybody knows that I make night photography work, but so now I feel like I can't make anything in the daytime. Yeah. I can't make anything that's not like, like you said, super meaningful, deep, introspective. Yeah. Like I couldn't just take a picture of my dog because I liked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I couldn't just take a portrait because Mm -hmm. I'm not a portrait photographer. Yeah. And I really had that mindset of like, I'm not this, so I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I think making that 
transition and to being like, well, what if I just did it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, okay. Well, you don't have to say it like that. No, 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 no. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> she said, all right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like, oh my God, it was just out in the open and obvious. Like it is a very obvious yeah. thing, but we as humans are very influenced. We're very influenced and pressured. Right. I think, you know, just being classically trained, I guess is the way you would say it, is, <laughs> is just so much of a, this is how you do it and you can't do it anywhere, anything else because it's not good if you do it differently than how it's always been done. Mm-hmm. I lost myself in that mindset mm-hmm. to the point where I didn't want to do it anymore. And so now I think I've, I'm finally getting back into the mindset of, well, let me just try things that I haven't done. So you went, we went to the skate park one day and I was like, oh, well, maybe I could just like get a picture of her riding around. And I thought it was really fun. And I, looking at those pictures, I didn't think they were good. Remember, we would go back and forth being like, well, I don't think this is good. And you'd be like, what are you talking about? This is great. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I remember the first time we went to the skate park to shoot was like over a year ago. It was like last yeah. July when we went to go meet up with James at the skate park. Mm-hmm. And you took photos and I was like, oh, that's cool. She's taking photos here. That's, that's really dope. And yeah, and you were like, I don't like him. Or like, I feel like you very quickly shut yourself down right. from like, oh, because I didn't take this phenomenal ass picture the first time I tried it. Well, it was like I I was critiquing myself Uh like I was in class again. And it, it took the, it just takes the fun out of everything. And when you can't find the fun in your own work, what's the point of making it? Mm -hmm. But I think I found I think I just found the, just watching you just have fun with it Mm -hmm. and just like try all these crazy stuff, all this crazy stuff. And I found myself really liking, you know, different editing styles than I'm used to or different uh, color schemes or stuff like that. And it was like, well, I like it so much. Why can't I just do it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I just finally got to the point where I was trying it out and I was just had to look at it for a long time, I guess, and, and tell myself like, it's okay that you like it. It's okay that it's not, you know, true color or, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Because if it's cool, it's cool. Right. Like art is subjective. Yeah. Which is mind blowing to me that, you know, you guys spend your four years in school and people are like, hounding you because Mm -hmm. your photo is not true to natural life color or well it's like you basically have two avenues when you go to art school either you're going to be big you know magazine cover portrait photographer or you're going to be fine art like selling in galleries Mm -hmm. you know that route there was no in between really Mm mm-hmm there was the people that spent all their time in the studio. There were people that spent all the time in the dark room. You either made, <laughs> you either made work that was, you know, for advertising or, you know, product stuff, very subjective or objective things, or it was very subjective and it was about your, your 
trauma as a child or mm. you know your bad relationship with your parents yeah which i made all of that yeah so i went that route i had friends that went the opposite route but we still i've got messages from both of those routes of friends that you know were the same like i still have felt this burnout that you're talking about i still lost that drive i lost that passion for a long time mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know exactly what it was but it just i just got to a point where i was like i want photography to be fun again so i'm gonna make it fun again thank god <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's it's been really amazing to watch you come back into that because you know, I think a lot of us can relate, you know, your art school people can probably relate yeah. way harder than I can to your specific situation. But I think that clearly burnout is something that happens to a lot of us. And, and some of us are get really creatively tired and we get really just like, oh, I don't feel like I can make anything that's good. Mm. Or you get inside your own head and you're, you're your own worst critic. And how have so kind of piggybacking off of like just being burnt out and the notion of like, okay, how do you get yourself to get out of that burnout? How do you feel like you combat the negative self-talk and the, the inner critic? Because I mean, I struggle with that still all the time. Right. You know, I'm someone who likes to explore and have fun yet. Yet every time I make a piece of anything, I'm like, God, this is horrible <laughs> and I'm never going to be here and I'm never going to be there. So how do you feel like you're able to kind of like, take yeah. that out of the equation and be like, you know, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to go take a photo of a skateboarder and like that just be it. And if I like it, I like yeah. it. I think I have just given up on <laughs> the idea of needing to be this big artist. You know, like I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people f feel is the goal. Like mm -hmm. I want to be a famous, famous photographer. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to have... 100,000K on 100,000K. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, I want to have tired, one folks. mil. I am tired. <laughs> I want to have one mil on Instagram yeah. where every post that I'm, I post gets 20,000 likes. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people now that social media is the biggest influence on mm -hmm. us. Like, those are the goals that people yeah. want. And that's what I wanted too. I wanted to, I had a goal of, all right, I want to be this famous photographer that has work in all of these big galleries. And I had people that I looked up to that that's what they were doing. And mm -hmm. it seemed both attainable and very much wildly above anything that I could ever accomplish at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was a big conflict for me, I think. And then at the point where I just had to let that go and was just made a realization and made a accepted the fact that I, okay, well, that's not what I want. It's okay that I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want, but let me start with something little. Let me start with just going to the skate park and maybe hopefully I'll get one good picture. Mm -hmm. And that seems like a big leap, I'm sure, especially with people that you know go to art school they they'll know that that is a huge leap mm -hmm. um but like i said it just takes a long time and it takes being honest with yourself i think 
for a long time, I just refused to acknowledge the fact that I wasn't in the right headspace to make work. I, I had conditioned myself to being like, well, this is my only outlet. Photography is my only outlet of expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I lost that, I didn't have any other way. Mm-hmm. And through a combination of different things, um, you know, exercise therapy, medication, like finding a new group of friends, all this, all this stuff. Um, I just finally learned that, okay, well, it doesn't have to be that serious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't waste it. It took not feeling guilty anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I had to accept the fact that I didn't waste all this money on four years of school because mm-hmm. if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have met you or I wouldn't have met my mentors or I wouldn't have done this or done that, met all these great friends that I have, you know, like everything yeah. has a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that reason kind of changes, I feel like as you grow older. So, right. So it, it sounds like you are, you are slowly but surely being okay with, the ebb and flow of things changing right. versus like being on some straight line that you right. thought that you had to be on. Yeah. There was no room for, it was like such a straight line of growth that there was, there was no room for coming full circle. Right. Which I think is very important. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that that's super important. I think that, I think that the idea of, of pivoting mm-hmm. and being okay with with pivoting your journey and where you're going especially like with your artwork or your even your career like i mean this is just goes across the board with everything but you know a lot of us put pressure on ourselves to that our journey does have to look like this straight line right because we compare ourselves to everybody else around us right and and you even said that like half the people that you thought half of your friends that you thought were like slaying it out in new york city you're like oh actually they kind of hate their lives now too you know (laughs) yeah so I I think that that's so important to emphasize like to everybody because it's like you can see so many different things on social media mm-hmm. and think that this person's doing this really amazing thing and that they don't have any setbacks and that they don't have any you know crazy voice in their head telling them that they can't do it you know and then we compare ourselves and think that oh because our journey doesn't look like what theirs looks like on social media right that now we are a failure or now we, we don't deserve the place we don't deserve to be in in this scenario i don't deserve the title of yeah artist or right photographer or whatever and it it's be. like art i just yeah the title of artist and being a photographer and even myself like sometimes mm-hmm. i don't even want to call myself a filmmaker yeah like i've changed my my instagram thing from like video creator to filmmaker to director to digital creator because right. i'm also afraid of the title because i feel like i can't call myself a filmmaker unless i make something meaningful mm. and impactful and it's like why why can't you just no stress just have fun with it and if you're out there having fun with it being creative exploring new things like not being afraid to just pick up a new thing and just try it out and yeah you know you can that you're just as much a a creative as anyone else Mm -hmm. you know and just because this one person's in a studio in LA taking portraits of god knows who and you're here taking you know pictures of people at a skate park for fun that makes you no less of a photographer right you know and I think that that's a very important realization to make 
because it's all, you know, the pressure in our head and, and, you know, your own, your own voice being that really heavy critique and, Mm -hmm. and kind of pulling away from that pressure in that box. And I think that, you know, you talking about your box as well has been, it's been really refreshing seeing you be okay with trying something else Mm -hmm. and, and kind of being like, okay, like I'm not as good at it right now. Like when, when you started taking skate photos, like two months ago, you were like, I don't know what shutter speed I'm supposed to be at, or I don't know how to work the flash, or I don't know how to do this. And I think the most amazing transformation that you've gone through is that you were able to see that and have that happen to you and be like, oh my God, I can't figure this out right now. But the difference is that you were able to keep going after Mm -hmm. that. Like you went again, tried it again, tried different shutter speeds, tried the flash differently, tried whatever new lenses. And I think that that's what's so important. And I feel like a lot of people let let that first initial like, oh, I suck at this. Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't know how to take a photo like that. Or even me, like learning how to do film photography. Right. It's like, okay, you're not good at it because you did it once, (laughs) you know? And and that's that's what I think is so important about getting outside of your box and exploring. And it's been really, really awesome to see you go forth and explore and be okay with the change and be okay with exploring and being okay with not being good at something immediately. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think it could be summed up in the fact that I went from finding inspiration and, you know, other artwork and other things around me and, what I was going through at the time Mm -hmm. to letting that run over me Mm -hmm. and being, you know, like comparing myself to whoever and be like, Oh, I couldn't, I'm not that good. I couldn't take that photo to blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like to looking at that same work and now being like, wow, that's really awesome. Like I want to make that work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, full circle, it's you 20, 2020 hindsight. Like if I hadn't gone through, my journey, I wouldn't have been able to realize like, oh, this is why I was making that at that time. This is why I felt this way at that time. Mm -hmm. And it's been, like you said, really refreshing to come out on the other side. Yeah. Um, But it's also just been really refreshing to know that my experience is not my own, that Mm -hmm. a lot of other people have shared it. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that just doesn't get talked about. And I feel like it really should be, Mm -hmm. especially for those that come out of art school, not knowing what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, which is 99% of the people I, I would think, um, what's something that you would advise, like, you know, your whole thing that you went through lasted like mm -hmm. what, three years, took you three years to get out of that, you know? So what advice would you give someone to kind of, expedite that process a little bit so that they're not in a shithole for like three years uh, go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> get some help get some help <laughs> you need some milk yeah yeah no but really though like yeah. really just i mean you know this i have mm-hmm. a really hard time just talking to people about mm-hmm. you know how i'm feeling mm-hmm. so i think that is a big step for it is just like telling somebody like hey i don't want to pick up a camera anymore like it's not fun for me Mm -hmm. just having that ability to talk about it i think really eases the the pain of it Mm -hmm. a lot um and it 
you know, it, I feel like it was really inspirational to me that I saw a couple of other people post their journeys like I had done Mm -hmm. and to see them go through theirs. I just think it's, it's a big eye opener to see where you come from and how far you have come from Mm -hmm. that point that it, it just really makes a difference. It really makes you realize how much growth you've made, how much progress you've made. And you know, that it, it doesn't, end here like everything seems at least for me everything tends to seem like it's the end of the world and yeah i know that oh gosh (laughs) um and it's hard not to feel that way still sometimes but yeah just making that realization of like well there's still plenty of time you you have time do you think that you're you are you're going to be more vulnerable now online i think as much as we like hate social media i think you know I I want to be I I am still hesitant. <laughs> still hesitant. Well, because you know it's a big example of like what you did was very powerful, and so yeah. many people found comfort in that, and mm-hmm. so many people were like, "Oh my God, this is what I needed to hear. This is what I needed to see today online." The fact right. that you were able to like get on your Instagram story, post all of these pictures that you took, and lay it out in a timeline so vulnerably, and be like, "This is what I was feeling when I made this photo. Mm-hmm. This is what happened to me at this time." Right. And it was really funny to me that as I was posting those and as I was going through my Instagram feed, like I started posting them as like, "Oh, this is when I discovered, you know, dark room. This is when I discovered large format." Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Like very technical things, and then it turned into as my work grew mm-hmm. um, and got better, mm-hmm. quote unquote, for me, it took on deeper meaning, even though I, th- at the time, I thought there was no meaning behind it. Yeah. Or I felt that there was no meaning behind it. Yeah. But there was. But there was. Oh that's God. the secret sauce. <laughs> no, I mean, that's amazing. And I, I mean, I think that this is, for me, I mean, this is a PSA that I want to get out there to artists is to be vulnerable online. Like yeah. stop. I, I think the biggest pet peeve I have is that people hide behind their work. And that is the biggest reason why I think artists compare themselves to other artists journeys because yes. there's no artist willing to get on their Instagram story and be like, listen, when I took this photo, I was fucking depressed and right. I didn't want to do shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, there's not many artists going on there and showing face and talking about their journey and talking about the struggles and talking about their setbacks. It's like people just posting their work and it's like, here I am just doing all this amazing stuff. And that's not what's going to resonate or hit with people. The hardest. And it's It's not, I feel like it's something that's so commonly said, but it's just not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't get through that. You know, that like people post online the best parts of themselves right you know what i mean and the best part that they want to have others judge them by Mm -hmm. when really like it's it's more important that you are willing to acknowledge your failures and acknowledge the fact that you're fucking human right you know what i mean like and the fact that shit changes and you're not the same person you were five years ago and your journey is not going to be the same it is that it is now that it will be 10 years from now. You know, it's, yeah. it's people are afraid to show that change and they're afraid to show that pivot. And they're afraid that, Oh my God, but if I do this and then all of a sudden I switch, people are going to think that I'm like all over the place. Like, right. Like there is no box, right? You can, there's no rule. There's no rules. 
in the words of Ansel Adams, great <laughs> photographer, there is no, what is it? Now I forget the quote. I'm Come stupid. On, think of it, Carrie. This is going to be the hard hitting quote to it's end like the podcast. The, the only good rule is the one that's broken. I think there's something along those lines. The only good rule is the one that's broken. Yeah. Ooh, I, I don't think that's that. the exact quote, but it's it's the same it's, gist. So <laughs> you can Google it. Yeah, Google that quote. No, that is a great way, I think, to kind of like cherry on top the conversation. I I really, really do appreciate you for, for getting on here and kind of telling us a little bit more about your journey. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You know, I think it is very important for people to hear your story. And I hope that moving forward that you are even more vulnerable and vocal about it online because I think that it's really important and I know that I'm trying to do the same because yeah rules are are meant to be broken and you can live outside of this box that you put yourself in and you are free to explore and be a human and have failures and that's okay that's right that's right that's right (laughs) well before I press stop on the recording is there any last words that you would like to say first of all any last words? Any last tidbits of advice? Nope, that's it. That's all for Carrie. She's talked for an hour and she's about ready for I'm, bed now. I'm ready for nap. <laughs> um, so where can people find you online nowadays? <laughs> well, my Instagram is at Carrie Cronin. At Carrie Cronin. There's no dash, right? I'm pretty sure. So it's just it's at Carrie. It's just my name. Okay. At Carrie Cronin. That is, how do you spell it? <laughs> K-E-R-I-C-R-O-N-A-N dope so at carrie cronin on instagram do you want to give them your website too uh website is carriecronin.com hey she got hopefully that. i'll be updating it before this comes update out update it maybe Please. we'll see you should why are you afraid of updating it is it because it doesn't fit your box shut up Ooh, i'm ready to go home all right carrie's ready to like okay we'll stop it now guys thank you so much for joining the conversation if you want to follow carrie which i really think that you should because her work is amazing please go follow her and follow us at for creativity's sake if you're trying to see some more content thank you everyone for joining us and goodbye